0: Thank you again for your generosity in giving, both at the West Campus and the Germantown Campus. And again, it's great to see you today. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, uh, good, good morning, and we're glad to have you at Life Church, especially if you're a first-time guest as well. If you would, be so kind as to take your Bible, if you have a, a Bible with you or your smartphone, however you do that, and, uh, and turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3. We're beginning a brand new series called Seasons. And as you turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I want to promote something that, um, that's in our Resource Center. Uh, it's uh, kind of a companion with some of this uh, the series, and it's by Chuck Swindoll called Growing Strong in the Seasons of Life. It's a devotional. Uh, and I think this thing was originally published in 1981. That's when my copy, that's the copy that I have. It doesn't look like this. It's in my office. and. Uh, this is just an incredible, incredible, incredible uh, daily devotional uh, that you can pick up at the Resource Center, both at the West Campus and at the Germantown Campus. And if we run out, then we can be able to reorder those for you. Uh, but I would encourage you as we're going through this new season, uh, this new series called Seasons, uh, that uh, to pick that up. Uh, I'm glad that the seasons change. Uh, I, I can't imagine how mundane and how blah it would be if everything just always remained the same. If it was always summer or always winter or always fall or always spring. And it's amazing to me with, with the, the um, infinite creativity of God and, and the remarkable regularity that these three-month segments come and they go. And as they do, it gives us vital insights on how and what God wants to do in and, in and through our own very lives. Have you ever noticed how with people, as you're, as you're talking, people will talk about seasons or weather, people that you don't even know, uh, and the reason being is because that's the one thing that we seemingly all have in common. Is We all feel like we're experiencing the same rainy day or the same sunshine or the same cool weather or the same uh, changing of the leaves or, 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 or the coldness of winter or the snow that's impending. I mean, you talk to people that you don't even know and you'll have a conversation about seasons, about weather. And the reason is is because it feels like that's what we all are sharing the same planet, the same time, the same space. The reality is though, is that emotionally, spiritually, socially, mentally, we may be in completely different seasons, even in a room today uh, you're in a completely different season than maybe someone else is sitting next to you, maybe someone else is sitting two rows behind you or a row in front of you and, um, and, and the Bible talks about this ideology of seasons and, and how this works in our lives and the most probably the, the most exhaustive passage on this is Ecclesiastes, which was written by Solomon, the son of David. The Bible says the wisest man that ever lived. And he begins to just kind of wax eloquently, if you would, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting in verse 1. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There is a season. Under the heavens for everything. So in this series called Seasons, we're going to talk about what does that mean and how does that work. And I think it's important because the Bible says that that this seasonal thing, this, this thing called time, is bound to this earth. That God's not limited by this, but that He's put us under this. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, For as long as the earth shall endure, there shall be seed, time, and harvest. That there will be these seasons, that there will be these times, that there will be summer, and there'll be fall, and there'll be winter, and there'll be spring, and, and there, there will be this, this cycle that will happen on the earth, and that we're, we're all bound by that. Look how many times that Solomon talks about the word time. There's a time for it. There's a time for. There's a time for. Because on this earth, there is a time and a season for everything. On this planet, we are bound by the continuum of time, by seasons. And so it's important for us to understand what season we're in, what season we're coming out of, where might we be going into it's also important for us with the people that we're around. Maybe the people that we love. Maybe it's the people that we've invested in relationally in order to see them come to faith in Christ. Or, or it, maybe it's a neighbor or a coworker. Maybe it's a family member. To understand a season that they're in and have a certain degree of emotional intelligence in order to minister to them. It's important. Seasons are very, very, very important. And so I just want to start here. I'm going to give you something deeply theological. You may want to have to take out a long piece of paper for this definition. And I just really hope this ministers to your heart. But a season is a period of time. Isn't that deep? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I have a doctorate in theology, so you should know this. A season is a period of time. And I'm establishing this just because I want to make sure that we're all working on the same working definition. But when I speak about a season of life, that's different than a season. A season of life is a period of time in your life. It's a season, it's a period of time in your life. It's not just like a, a season like fall or summer or spring or winter, but it's a period of time in your life. And so what starts or stops seasons? It's change. 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 A change, and typically that change is not something that's always initiated by you. It may be initiated by an action or an activity. It may be something that happens to you or around you, but it precipitates this this changing of the seasons. Uh, Change will, will change the seasons in your life. It will start or stop a season. And we're going to talk about this next weekend. I'm, I'm doing a message called Seasonal Change out of the, the book of Daniel, chapter 2, where, where Daniel talks explicitly about how God raises up some and brings others down, how he establishes kings and kingdoms, and he does what he wants because he's God. How does that work? Why is that important? Why is that important for you and I to understand? Well, because promotion doesn't come from the east and the west, the Bible says, but from heaven above. And when you understand that, then your perspective and how you live your life and what you do completely radically shifts and changes. There's a freedom in that, but there's a responsibility in that. There's a stewardship in that. We're going to talk about this changing of seasons, seasonal change next week. You don't want to miss the second part of this series. So what do we know, though, about seasons? Well, here's what we know based on this passage from Solomon in Ecclesiastes. First, seasons don't last forever. Seasons are not eternal. They don't last forever. We like to say in Wisconsin, if you don't like the weather, just wait. It'll change. It's true. Seasons don't last forever. Solomon says in verse 1, there is a time. There is a season for everything. Seasons come and seasons go. If you don't like winter, wait, spring's coming. If you don't like spring, wait, summer's coming. you don't like summer, wait, fall's coming. Fall is my favorite time of the year. Anybody else? Fall is your favorite time of the year? Oh yeah, we just love it. Fall is the best time of the year. I love sleeping with the windows open. I love the, the leaves. I, lo- I love all the apple pies. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, Maggie Stoffel dropped by an apple pie for me this week and I was I'm just going to be honest. Uh, I wasn't going to eat any sweets this week, and this was one of those deals where I just sinned against heaven and earth and against God himself, and I ate the apple pie. But it was delicious. Everything's in season. It's just awesome. I, 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 I love fall. I love everything about fall. Um, but it doesn't last forever. It's not eternal. The second thing we know about seasons is that we are all not in the same season of life. You and I are all not in the same season of life. He says in verse 1, For every activity... For each one, there's all kinds of possibilities that he lists. Life, death, happiness, sadness, peace, and war. We're not in the same seasons of life. And I know that we kind of get that, yeah, this person's dealing with this, but this person's dealing with that. But even in your own life, you can be in different seasons, in different aspects of your life. You could be winning at work, but losing at home. It's a really big predicament. As a parent, you could have one child that's succeeding and another one that is seems like they're falling further and further and further behind. They're in different seasons. And you're trying to lead them. You're trying to develop them. And you feel the responsibility to grow them. You may be struggling in your own life or particular area of your life while your spouse is just succeeding overwhelmingly. This can, this can create friction and issues internally in your marriage and strife if you're not careful. It's important to understand that, that the season you're in is not necessarily the season that your kids are in or, or that your spouse is in. All of us are in different seasons. We're not in in the same season. There is a season for every activity. Next thing is we don't control the seasons of life. We don't control the seasons of life. I don't have the ability to push a button and have winter end early. I wish I did. I wish I could find that button. Amen. About April is when I'd like to find that button. Uh, uh, But the reality is we don't have that. He says in verse 1, under the heavens, there's a, season, there's, a, there's a season activity for everything, denoting the fact that there are things that happen on this earth and there are, uh, under the heavens and there are things that are happening above the heavens. We understand that God is not limited by time and by season, but that we are, the Bible says, that we are, that as long as this earth shall endure, we will be limited to that. And so uh, this implication of power above and that we are beh- below, it doesn't matter how much you want or don't want winter, it's coming. It doesn't matter how much you want or don't want the next season. It's coming. It doesn't matter how much you like the season that you're in. It's coming. We don't always get control of this. Most of the time, we don't have control of this. Next is that seasons of life are not always chronological. And and seasons in this world follow a, a predictable pattern. But seasons in our life, we can go from a season of winter, kind of where things are dying and things are ceasing to exist, to a season of summer where there is kind of a reward and a relaxation, only to go back to a season of spring where there's a time of growth and, and development in our life and a stretching, all the way to go to a, directly to a season of fall where there's a time of, of harvest and wrapping things up. See, it doesn't always follow a, a cycle uh, that, that we have in the world in which we live in. Is that emotionally and spiritually we can go from seasons of summer to a season of winter without ever going through fall. And the last thing is that seasons do have a purpose. There is a reason why God has established seasons. There is something that God wants to do in your life and in my life. In the book of Psalms, chapter 1, he shows this picture, this word picture, if you would, of what a person who understands seasons, who lives in the season, what happens in their life. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, Blessed is the one... Who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat or the company of mockers. But whose, law, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates day and night. The law of the Lord would be the word of God. Look at, look at the word picture in verse 3. That person is like a tree, planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season. Whose leaf does not wither, and whatever they do... Prospers. That's the life that everybody wants. We want to be like a tree that's not going to be moved. It's planted by streams of water. Don't you love the picture? Who's yields its, its fruit in due season, in right season. Why? Because it's gone through the cycle of winter and springtime and and fall. And it's gone through multiple cycles because it's not just a sapling. It's an established tree, which means it's gone through many, 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 many seasons, many, many, many cycles of seasons. It's gone through the good days and the bad days. It's been there when the stream was frozen over. It's been there when the stream was flowing. It's been there through the drought and it had to go deep into the roots of the soil to find nourishment and sustainability. It's been there through the good days and the bad days. It's been there when the grass was green and the grass was brown. It's been there when the leaves were coming out, when there were no leaves. At all, and when the leaves were flourishing and just floating in the wind on a, on a summer afternoon, it's that type of establishment that happens year after year, season after season. And this tree, when it comes to its fruition, it yields fruit in its right season, and its leaves never seem like it withers, and it always seems like it is prospering. That's the life that we want, and we like to have that now. <laughs> We don't want to wait for the seasons, but there's a process that God does in us to get us to that place. That's what this series is about. How do you live that kind of life? How do you have a life that's established? How do you have a life that doesn't get broken by the, the seasonal change of life? How do you have a life that seems like it just goes deeper even during droughts, and, 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 but, but, but it enjoys the, the spring and the summer? How do you have a life that, that produces season after season after season? How do you have a life that it, perceivably it looks like it just never has a down day, that the leaves never wither? How do you have a life? that whatever you do, do prospers. That's not pie in the sky. It's called the Word of God. I don't get editorial privilege over it, neither do you. But I'm telling you, the reason why God wrote this is because He has a plan that that's what He wants to do in your life and in my life. But it means you have to endure seasons. You have to live in seasons. You have to be established through the seasons. It's not going to happen overnight. It may take you 20 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> right? It's seasons. So, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions as I wrap this message up today that I really think you need to think about because I think this is something that God wants to do in your life and in my life. First question for you to ask yourself is what season are you in? What season are you in? Remember, God has a plan. God has a plan. And and you need to to ask yourself, what season? Am I a season of winter where things are are ceasing and they're dying? Am I a season of springtime where I'm being stretched and I'm growing and developing and there's change? Am I a season of summertime where it's a time of of basically of harvest, of reward, and and, and a time of of, of rest? Am I in a season of fall where I'm wrapping things up and there's a change that's happening just just like the changing of the leaves? What season are you in? It's important that you understand that. Because there's a reason why God has you there. And sometimes we like to play the God card and just say, well, this is just God. It's not my responsibility. And we do that because the reality is is we don't want to take responsibility. Because to take responsibility means I may have to work or there's a part of it that relies upon me. And what happens if I fail? And what happens if I mess up? And what happens? Don't worry. Just just max and relax for a minute. God's got it all in in His hands. He's got the whole world in His hands. The psalmist David says that God holds the waters of this world in the hollow of his hand. He's in control, but he's wanting to develop you. And don't just play the God card on this. Go, well, this is going to be what's going to be. Kind of sera, sera, kind of a laissez-faire type of an attitude. Or as Timon said to Pumbaa, "Akuna Matata, right? Those deep theological words. No worries. Whatever will be, will be. No, 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 no. If you want to be like that tree that Psalm 1-3 talks about, there's intentionality behind that. There's direction behind that. There's focus behind that. God wants to grow you and develop you. That's how that happens. Nothing falls in place but dirt, and nothing likes change but a wet baby. Right? And so the reality, I know this I'm really giving you some good, deep theology today. Right? But it's true. What season are you in? The second question is, what do you think God is trying to teach you? And I say trying because maybe you're not learning. <laughs> but what is he trying to teach you? What's he trying to teach me about the season that I'm in? And my encouragement is, is whatever it is, don't fight it. Lean in and learn. If it's a hard season, lean into it. Pushing against it isn't going to make it stop. Look, if it's January 1 and you don't like snow and you're about to go in just a spiral depression over the weather, it's going to be around for a while, right? So you've got an option. You either lean into it or you try to go to Florida. I, I've tried the Florida route. Right? I, I can't do this and that boat, so I'm, I'm here, right? Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we want to eject, and that's not what God wants. He wants us to lean in and to learn. Maybe you're in a great time. Maybe you're in a great season of summer in your life. I would tell you, lean in and learn. Well, what, what can I learn from a time of relaxation? Maybe God is resting you up because there's a battle that's ahead. There's a, there's a situation. There's going to be a season, a dry season that's ahead. Get all that you can get. Third question to ask yourself is, are you learning or are you resisting in the season? Because if you don't learn what God wants you to learn, you will repeat it over and over and over again. We, we think in time in the term of, of linear, uh, of a continuum of time. Of I was born in December 31st, 1971, and I will die at this point in time. And if you look at time in life as this continuum from beginning to end, the problem, the, the, the problem with that is that's not the way life is structured. But, but more, more importantly, what you think then is along about 42, I start dealing with problems or experiencing an issue, then what I want to do is just get further and further and further away from that problem. Because if I can get further and further and further away from that, that, that dry season, if I get further and further and further away from that situation, then I can escape the realities of that problem. And so we try to run from them. Because we think that life starts here and it ends here. It's this continuum. And the further I can get away from it, the better I can get away from it. And some of you have been running for things for a long time. You've been running from your childhood. You've been running from statements that were made over you. You've been, you, you've, you've been running from, 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 some of you, from failed marriages or, 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 or relationships that didn't work out, hurts and failures. And, and they may all completely be legitimate, but you've been running. And the problem with running is that you never get to where you're supposed to be because God doesn't operate that way. God, God, God's way God works is in a cycle. Everything comes around, just like the seasons of life. He works in this cycle. And, and if we don't learn what we're supposed to learn, we're going to come back around to it again. Until we learn it, it'll be like a broken record. Until we learn it, and we learn it, and we learn it. It's the children of Israel in the Old Testament. God wanted them to leave Egypt and go to the promised land. But they did not feel like they were able to take on the promised land. So what did they do? They walked around in a circle for 40 years in the desert. Until those that didn't believe died off. And a new generation came up. I'm telling you, you'll either learn or die trying. God will, because it will just keep coming around in a circle. So what is it that he's trying to teach you? Are you leaning into that or are you resisting that? It's not about getting away from something, it's about facing it and walking through it because it takes you to the next level. It takes you to the next level. And the last thing is what happens if you try to bypass the season? You try to skip it. You just try to hit the eject button. Exhaustion, burnout, breakdown. When we're in winter and we want to be in summer and we try to eject ourselves, In the words of Austin Powers, wherever you are, there you are. Haven't you seen people? They don't like the situation, and so they leave. And the problem is, if John's got a problem with Sarah, and John's got a problem with Susie, and John's got a problem with Sally, John's got a problem. And John can live in Phoenix, Arizona. John can live in Seattle, Washington. John can live in Boca Raton. John can live in Germantown, Wisconsin. John can live anywhere he wants to live. But wherever John is, John's going to have a problem. Why? Because John is the problem. And until John deals with the issue, until he leans in and learns what God wants him to be, he'll never establish himself, he'll never grow, he'll never develop. But if he'll come to the end of himself, and he'll humble himself before the Lord, God will begin to do in his life what he wants to do. And some of us would just like to bypass that season, just like to eject from that season, but that's not what God's called us to do. Now before I pray, I just want to kind of bring this home. Because today's message is about setting everything up, really, for these next several weeks. And I don't know what season you're in, and I don't know what you're facing and what you're going through. And we all go through various seasons in life. And I remember about 12 years ago this time, I was going, I began a season that was going to last a lot longer than what I wanted it to last. Tammy and I were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're executive pastors at a large Assemblies of God church there, Broken Arrow Assembly. And, and uh, we were doing well, and life was good, and, and uh, we, were, we were really getting to see some great things happen. And we were working on a great staff, and, and, and um, it just was a great situation. And I began to feel the stirring of the Holy Spirit in my heart that now was the time to begin to plant the church, to pioneer the work that I felt like God had put in my heart way back in Bible college. So for well over a decade, Tammy and I had been giving to church plants and to, and to church planting organizations, and, and we had been sowing seed, if you would, and, and believing, because we knew that one day we would be on the receiving end of that, and, and, and so we wanted to do what we had the ability to do. And I was learning all that I could learn, and I had been a youth pastor, and I led worship, and I had done kids ministry and young adult ministry and, and whatever other kind of ministry <laughs> that there was to do. And, and we were serving faithfully, and, and but we began to sense this was a time. And I remember going into the pastor's office and just saying, look, I'm, I'm happy to resign. I, I don't have a place to go, but, but I don't have any, any consumer debt and, um, except for my house. We, we, we owned a house, and, and, uh, and we were set up. And I, I mean, I can just go flip burgers, but I, I, you know I feel like it's time for me to go plant the church that God's put in my heart. And, and I wanted to plant a church because I didn't want to deal with anybody else's problems, to really be really honest with you. And, uh, which is kind of funny in its own way of what God actually did. And so I began to step out and began to walk into that, that season. And I thought, this is going to be great. And we really wanted to go someplace like southwest or southeast. I mean, I, my spiritual ministry really flourishes well under the sun and the heat with sand between my toes. It's just me, maybe. I'm just the only one in the room. But it's just, and I'm not a cold kind of a guy. And, and so long story short, I began to just say, okay, God. And we, so we were looking at places like Las Vegas or Southern California. And so we began, or the Southeast, we began to walk through doors. And so there was a door that opened in Charlotte. And so we went to, in that direction, and the door shut. And then, and then there was an opportunity that, that, that looked like it was going to happen in, in the Nevada, Southern California area. And so we walked through that, and the door shut. And then, and, and I began to get a little frustrated because I had felt like I had stepped out here doing what God asked me to do. And the door was shut behind me, but the door in front of me wasn't opening. And I was in this holding cell, in essence. And it seemed like there was no light and there was nothing that was going on. And, and I'm a real type A personality, and I have control issues. I'm sorry, but this is how I'm wired. And I love, I have a high threshold of change. And so I, I, I like, to, and I like for things to happen quickly. And, and so the Lord was trying to teach me. And I remember many times spending a lunch hour in the choir loft way up high in the church that we served at. And just crying out to God going, God, you won't let me go forward, but you won't let me go back. And what's the deal? And I'm stuck and I feel like that there's no light in this room. I feel like that my, my prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. I just feel like I'm stuck in this, in this purgatory in essence, in, in this season that just feels like it has no life. And, and I remember going home one night telling Tammy, you know what, maybe we just need to like, sell our house, and, and I found this other house, and, and let's just buy this house, and, and maybe that will help us make the change. Maybe it's just me, maybe it's just internal. And of course she knew that would last all of about five days. And so she said no. So I said okay, so I went back to prayer. And, and so we just continued walking this out, and, and these days went into months, and these months just continued to grow. And I'm six months into this journey. And finally, it seemed like the door was beginning to open. And we'd had some strategic conversations. And, 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 and after multiple cities of looking at things, and, and the door's just shutting. And I was, I was willing to go anywhere God wanted me to go, except north. But I was willing to go, and, and, and that's the holdout. And so, little did I know that God was breaking me down in that season. Because he had something for me that, in the fall, 12 years ago, I would have never been open to. And the door opened for another opportunity. And uh, a denominational leader said, hey, this is great. You can do this. And there was a large church that said, hey, we will help you. And we'll st- stand behind you and give you resources. Because we think you need a plant with a team. And, and it looked like everything was coming together. And there was this, this seemingly feeling of, of uh, it's all happening. And, and we're excited. And we're kind of getting geeked out. And there was this one piece that just didn't keep, seem to fit. And, and, and it kind of went from a couple of weeks to a couple of months. And then all of a sudden, the phone call came. And it all blew up. It all imploded. had nothing to do with me. But all of a sudden, uh, this denominational leader didn't like what this pastor was doing. And politics got involved. And I was in the pond and the crosshairs. And and everything just shut down. And I just remember going, God, I don't get this. I've stepped out. I've done what you've asked me to do. And I have exhausted everything that I know. I've done everything. I have prayed. I have fasted. I have done everything. And I walked in that night into the living room in our house in Oklahoma and my wife is sitting there and she's just sobbing. And as a man, you want to fix it, right? You don't really want to listen. You just want to fix it. But she's crying and so you want her to stop crying and she's hurt because people that were near and dear to us that were going to help in this process that had had established some trust all of a sudden just turned and flipped on us. And it's like the room got even smaller and even darker. Have you ever been there? And you just feel like you're alone. And then I don't even feel like, that, man, I could even, even lead this or do this. And maybe I've missed it. Maybe I just maybe, maybe this is not God at all. Maybe it's me. You ever second-guessed yourself before? But you can't go back because that door's shut. And you can't go forward because this door is not open. And you're sitting in this room that just feels dark and isolated. And in those moments, the only thing that you do is you just do the last thing that the Lord told you to do. And that was, Aaron, it's time for you to move forward and to do this. I'll never forget that night in September when that phone call came. A friend of mine calls. says, man, Aaron, I, I uh, gave your name to, uh, to a district in uh, Wisconsin. Immediately I was like, Wisconsin? Where's Wisconsin? That? Okay, yeah, wow. Lord, that, that's, there's no sand there. Well, there is sand, but it's, really, it's frozen half the year. And in Milwaukee... And I think this is where you need to. I, I just, God laid you on my heart. There's a friend from Detroit. And I said, Milwaukee? And he said, yes. I said, Wisconsin? And he said, yes. I said, I'll pray about it. That's spiritual lingo, lingo for I'm not going. <laughs> Got off the phone. Tammy was making dinner. And she said, well, who was that? And I told her who it was. She said, what well, they want. It was about an opportunity. And uh, you know, and and uh, and and she said, "Where was it?" I said, "Milwaukee." She said, "Wisconsin." I said, "Yes." She said, "I'm not going." I said, "Okay." <laughs> God, she told me I couldn't buy a house. I didn't buy my house. You can't go." Move. And the weeks after that, the Lord began to speak to my heart. I mean, it was just like I knew it, and for the first time in months, it was like. All of a sudden, this, this, this vision, this passion was pulsating through. And all of a sudden, the light began to, and it felt like the door was beginning to open. And I had seen this happen before, so I was somewhat like, okay. It slammed on me multiple times. God, and, and I remember being at the place where I was at the end of myself. Because sometimes that's what God wants to do in a season. And I just sat there and said, God, if this is what you want, then we're willing. And the reality is, it took me that whole time to come to that place. And Tammy and I felt like this was the Lord, and so we moved to Germantown, Wisconsin. 100 people, didn't own a building. The bravest, most courageous 100 people I'd ever met because they were willing to take a risk on me. This kid that talked with a twang. I don't do that anymore. Um, And so, thank you for the laughter. I appreciate that. And the reality is, is that, and then to see that we stepped into that plan that God had for us. And that move from Oklahoma to the move to here stepped from one season to another season. And 11 years later, all that God's done, all of the millions that are going to missions, all the money that's happened, all the lives that have been changed, all the people that have been reached, All of the babies that I've dedicated, all of the the, the people that I've met, all that God has done and I just sit back and I just go wow I stewarded that season correctly not that I wanted to if there had been another way to get out of that that season I would have tried to hit the eject button but I knew if I jump out of this wherever I am I'm going to deal with this so I have to stay in this season I have to live in this season and and because I stewarded that season correctly and I understood that season although I had all kinds of questions and issues uh, although I stayed in that season then, then a decade later I get to see the fruition and the fruit of living in that season but you are not the greatest reason for that season you're not the greatest example or promise of God that happened out of that season of mine and Tammy's life for it's when we came to Wisconsin this young couple that God brought two little girls into our lives who we would be their forever mom and dad and we'd be a forever family it was in this state that God put us together and brought Anna and Ava into our lives. And every time I look at them, it's like the voice of the Holy Spirit saying, Aaron, that's the promise. You stewarded well the season that you're in, and you listened to my voice, and you did not lean to your own understanding, and you didn't do what seemed natural to you, but you listened to me. And in that moment, I've blessed you. And I've thought many times, what would have happened in my life had I not listened to the voice of God to go to Wisconsin? Greater than all the lives saved, greater than all the money given to missions, greater than the buildings built and the thousands of people that attend Life Church. The greatest thing that I lost in my life would be these two little girls. That's why it's important to live in the season. That's why it's important to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. God is a speaking God. Are you listening? That's why it's important to steward that moment, and that's what we're going to be talking about these next several weeks, seasons. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you today for the Holy Spirit that I sense. I just pray, Lord, right now that you would help us to, Lord, to to understand that you're a good God that you have great things in store for us. But that you take us through seasons and through cycles of seasons in order to develop us, in order to grow us so that we, Lord, will be like that tree planted by the stream of water who yields fruit in its season, every season, whose leaves do not wither, and whatever we do prospers. But getting from being a sapling to being this established tree, there are many, many, many seasons that we will go through. Good times and bad times. Times of rain and times of drought. Times of of, of overwhelming harvest and times of famine. There will be all of these seasons that we will go through. But if we will but trust in you, you will establish us and make us into what you want us to be. I pray today, God, help us to understand the season we're in. Help us, Lord, to lean in and not to resist. Help us, God, to listen. God, help us not to hit the eject button or to try to push our way out, but to trust in you with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all of our ways, allow you to guide and direct our paths. I pray, God, that you would bless this message today, that it would minister to the hearts and lives of your people. In this series, God, as we take this journey and we develop and explore what this means for us individually, in Jesus' name we pray, amen.